Google Pest Keys, Pest Control Montgomery. No bug will survive. Call 334-595-9055. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pest Keys Pest Control Podcast right here in Montgomery, Alabama with your hosts, Travis and Michael. We do this podcast as a community service for the River Region. This includes Montgomery, Prattville, Millbrook, Wetumpka, Pike Road, Auburn, and any other surrounding areas for people just like you. Hey, so today we're going to talk about the house mouse, or otherwise known as the common house mouse. Um, We have some pretty cool video today we're going to show you a little bit later, but I just wanted to go into detail on kind of the what to look for, signs of infestation, how quickly they mate, um, and just their habits alone, and of course, controlling them. So, Travis, take it away. So, the house mouse was originally thought to have come from Asia, but it's completely widespread, not just in the United States now. Uh, it's in Canada. It's in. It's pretty much in every country and every on every continent uh, around the world. It's just a very, uh, very survival adapted creature we'll we'll put it that way um you know it can survive in really warm temperatures it can survive in really cool temperatures um but they're they're typically you know not really big definitely not large in comparison to let's say a rat or something of that nature um their colors range typically from you know a lightish gray maybe even a little bit of brown on the top of their bodies and typically a lighter almost white underbelly on the mouse uh, if you're looking at tracks, there's four toes on the front feet. There's five toes on the back feet. They've got a pointed snout or a pointed nose and really, really tiny eyes and air and ears that stick up um, with minimal hair on them too. And their tails really don't have a lot of hair either, mostly kind of scaly. Um, so like I said, they're very small, which allows them to get into places that they shouldn't get into. Uh, <laughs> we always tell our customers, you know, a hole the size of a dime, um, but you know, according to research that we've done, uh, the average size hole on the small end is about a quarter of an inch. If it's a quarter of an inch, they can fit through it and they can get into some very, very tight places. Well, and if they can fit their head through, they can start gnawing and chewing and, and working that around and making that hole bigger. So, um, it's funny how you said, uh, thought to come from Asia. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we know where they came from, honestly, cause I mean, with shipping routes and all that, they've come in trucks, they've come in boats. Um, all over the place. So I, I find that interesting that they, they think that it come came from Asia. Well, and ship is shipping, you know, the primary, the primary way that they enter most of your commercial facilities. When you talk about warehouses, you talk about restaurants, you talk about places like that is through shipping. You know, they may hide inside of a pallet that is, you know, trucked across, you know, from one state to another to be delivered. Um, and then, of course, you know, coming in from the outside, uh, open doors or from around HVAC entries or electrical or ut- other utility entries, plumbing entries, you know, they're very, very good at finding, you know, a place to enter uh, into these buildings. And, and like you said, I like what you said. So if the hole isn't big enough, they may decide to just gnaw it larger till they can get in. And I actually do have a picture. So I was called out this week to a local childcare facility and they actually physically saw 
mice running through the building, which was kind of comical because the kids <laughs> got to see the mice too, which I do have a little video footage of that um, that we'll share here in a minute. The but right is, place at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I do have this photo here to show you what I found in one of the closets in a multi-purpose room. So check this out. So this closet backs right up to another closet that opens door to the outside of the building. It's like a utility room where they have water heaters and outside uh, objects for, you know, playing, keeping just different outside toys for the kids. And the door doesn't always shut all the way very well. So you have to really, really force it close. So I think sometimes it gets left open, but it appears that those mice came through that closet. And then with there being no baseboards uh, in that other out, outdoor closet, it's like they just came right up underneath the sheetrock or right through where some of the plumbing went through the wall and then just chewed open the hole wider so they could get through. And you I mean, you can see these vinyl uh, baseboards that they've stuck up on the wall. I mean, they're really no match for a rodent. Not at all. That took, that took a few seconds for them to get through. And that's for, for that being mice, you know, that typically when you see that, you'd say that's a rat hole uh, right off, right off the bat. But uh, that that's, they did some work to get into that. They did, you know, and rodents always constantly have to gnaw and chew on things. Their teeth are constantly growing. So they have to keep them filed down to a manageable level. Um, but there were, we've caught so far a total of three mice throughout the building. Um, it was very comical. Uh, I arrived that morning after they saw the mouse run through the building. Um, the video footage that we're going to show was just not long before I got there. It was taken not long before I got there. And, uh, we actually ended up hemming up one of the mice in a storage closet and kind of blocking it off in there. And I put traps in there and then that evening I went back and, and we'd actually caught the mouse. But, um, yeah, the, what's the big problem though? So obviously nobody wants to wrote it and you know, they're, they're a lot of people, some people think they're cute. Some people think they're ugly. A lot of people just don't want to see them. But what's the bigger picture? Why do we not want rodents inside of our facilities and our houses and our commercial buildings and, and those places? So, I mean, the biggest thing is going to be just disease. Um, you know, they're filthy. Uh, the, the biggest problem they cause is they get into your food. Um, they, you know, I've seen them wreak havoc in, in someone's, you know, worst case scenario, a wrapping paper closet where somebody was doing all their Christmas wrapping paper and they just shredded it. I mean, it was just, and it, so it's covered in poop, pee, paper, baby rodents, uh, just all that remnants of all that. Um, so, and then of course, like I said, with the food, they're going to spread salmonella. That's one of the biggest, the biggest issues with, with those rodents. So. Yeah. Among, among other things, salmonella is probably the, the main and primary culprit that is spread by rodents. Um, they usually defecate or pee on everything that they, they touch. And the, ro the rodents are very territorial too. Um, so they go out and patrol their territory, uh, leaving, you know, urine to mark that territory, uh, along the way every single day. And so it just builds up. And I mean, you're, you're talking about one single rodent can cause a mess, but I mean, most of the time there's more than one. So you're talking about an exponential mess and it can just cycle out of control quicker than people realize. Well, and it's amazing how quickly they can turn from, you know, babies to being able to have babies. I mean, you're, you're talking about, I mean, being weaned off what 19 days, 21 days, 
and then average about 30 to 35 days, they're ready to start making babies. And then they're going to have eight, eight litters per year, uh, around 40 to 50 babies per year. Yeah. Um, I mean, the average litter size of a house mouse is, is about six, six offspring, give or take. So on average, ideally in, in nice conditions, these mice can have 48, 50 plus babies per year. Now in a cooler climate, uh, their breeding may be a little more seasonal and they may kind of take time off from that until it warms up again. So there may be some slower months, but in an average climate, you know, much like ours, I would say that we're probably having to deal with them breeding year round. Well, not only that, you know, and, and especially here in Alabama, you know, they, they're, they're commensal rodents. So they, they may live in the attic or the crawl space. And typically we don't get that phone call until they have that that major problem. You know, it's not one or two rodents that they just didn't see. It's now five, six, 12, you know, we've seen 48 <laughs> before. Well, so. you know, and a lot of times addicts are just kind of the perfect place. They're dark. They're usually undisturbed. Um, if they've got especially blow in insulation, these rodents can kind of burrow out in this insulation uh, and make their homes inside of that because it's just nice, warm and comfortable material for them. Um, the good thing about rodents though, is a lot of times, I mean, and they may travel a little further for food, but a lot of times their territory is not more than, you know, kind of 20 foot in every direction from mm -hmm. around where their bedding is. So, you know, as a homeowner, if you've got some signs of mice, you know, some telltale signs to look for are the obvious things, uh, you know, rodent poop. Uh, shredded, like you said, in that closet with the wrapping paper, shredded bedding material, that sort of thing. So if you haven't caught a mouse with your own efforts by putting traps out and, and whatnot, if you haven't caught a mouse within two, three days, then the mice, that's not the mouse's territory. You need to, yep. you need to start looking for another place to put a trap. Yeah. I mean, that's same with bait. So if you're going to put, you know, your own bait out or something like that, if they're not eating that bait within that, you know, one to three days, it's time to move it around the building, outside, inside, and just kind of see where your activity is. Um, the The best way to know, hey, I, where they're they're eating, where where they're sleeping, all that is going to be droppings. If you're seeing a ton of droppings behind the fridge, more than likely that's where they're going to be at. Yeah, and if you you know if you move a shelf and there's two, three, four droppings just here or there, uh, then there's a high likelihood that that is, that is, I mean, they may travel through there occasionally, um, because they usually, like I said, they poop and pee wherever they go, but the, the vast majority of the time, that's not going to be in their territory necessarily. So you, you might want to look elsewhere, uh, in terms of your effectiveness and, and also some other good things to do too. You want to always, of course, put traps around along rodent runways. Um, the rodents run a lot of the same path. Um, they also explore their territory. Uh, so another good place to put it, unless it's, you know, it's not on that runway is in a corner. So rodents <laughs> typically slow down in the corners. And then the other recommendations we have is let's just say they're in a storage closet and you've got a lot of different, you know, let's say jugs of cleaning supplies or, um, things like that. When you go to place those traps, relocate some of those cleaning supplies, move them around a little bit. This forces that rodent to not just take the same path, but to explore their territory as their territory has changed. And you can just lead to you having a more successful time and trapping those mice. 
yeah, throws them off, makes them, you know, start kind of rearranging their territory and, and they're easier to trap. Um, another thing I'll say too about trapping is that if you're having an issue where you just can't catch a mouse, bait that trap and and don't set the trap for a couple of days. Just let it, let them eat on that trap, get comfortable with that trap and, and kind of, you know, add that to their, to their runway, to their territory where they're, where they're, you know, happy with it being there. Um, and then set it the, the next couple of days and you'll, you'll catch them. No, no problem. Oh yeah. Well, to kind of round us off, I did, I promised some, some footage, so I'm going to show it real quick. Yeah. Uh, now keep in mind, it's not the best footage. It was taken, uh, by a cellular phone videoing the footage from a CCTV camera system on a computer screen. So it's not the best. Um, but I'll start off with this one. So this is an actual, <clears throat> excuse me, video of that rodent that was crawling around inside of their multi-purpose room. So I'm going to show that real quick and you'll see, and he's kind of blurry, but you can tell what he is. So here it is. And you see him right down there on the bottom of the screen. And he's a little dark blob moving around. <laughs> Looks very confused. Yep. And he just uh, is exploring that multi-purpose room that's got a bunch of different storage supplies and things in it. Um, all right. So the morning that I got the call about the rodent running through the hallway, uh, a little girl in the program was at the right place at the right time when the rodent darted from one room to another across the hallway. So this is kind of comical in terms of uh, her reaction. So we got this from two different angles, but I'll show it to you. And we tried to highlight where the rodent was. It's very difficult to see. So just keep your eyes peeled. Look, the doorways right there. <laughs> well, you can see when she runs. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> she turned around and sprinted. She screamed and she, you know, she sprinted. Uh, and then that same moment caught from the other direction, you can see for a split second, the mouse, I mean, it's just a blur because it ran through so fast, but <laughs> she turned around and ran. She was not having anything to do, uh, with that rodent. So, <laughs> well, and too, I'll say about this, this facility that, that had that rodent, if they would have, you know, not called us out to come out there and trap and find where those rodents were getting into, couple months down the road, you're talking about a major, major infestation of mice. Oh, exactly. Like, like we said before, um, this can balloon into just a huge problem before you know it. Mice are very crafty. They're very good at hiding. They're mostly nocturnal. So a lot of times you're just not going to see them unless, you know, you happen to disturb them or something like that during the daytime. And, you know, you go into their territory or where they're nesting and, um, disturb them and kind of flush them out, you're not going to see them. So, you know, a, a building like this shuts down at six o'clock, the lights turn off and everyone's gone. And then the mice are left to their own devices for hours all night long. And of course, with it being a childcare facility, there's food, um, there's snacks, there's candy, there's, there's those things are at this facility and not always stored in tubs or, or in, uh, you know, storage containers that close that keep things like mice and rats out. So it would have just been a very big problem or much larger problem had they not discovered the mice, um, before that. Yeah. So let's dive into control a little bit. Um, I know we talked about snap traps, bait, all that. Um, the biggest thing too is, is getting rid of the harborage areas, sanitation, you know, we see a lot of issues where somebody will have firewood stacked up against the side of their house. That's a huge habitat area for, for mice, for rats, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sanitation is a huge one. Um, 
mice, you know, they, they may feed on different things, uh, in, you know, in their wild environment outside, they're going to, you know, usually feed on insects. They're going to feed on different types of, uh, fruits from trees, nuts, that kind of thing, um, that fall from trees. So when they get, you know, lucky and find a location that they can enter such as a, a school, a child care facility, your home, um, a restaurant, and they get into these places, they can adapt their, their food consumption. Um, so cleanliness is huge. In the case of a restaurant, uh, if you're not getting all that excess food that either falls underneath the tables from customers or falls up and gets raked up underneath the, the stoves, the ovens, the cooking surfaces in the kitchen, you have all these things that are just going to build up over time and they will swap their feeding preferences based upon what's available at the time. Well, not only that, that's going to attract them to the building. So they're going to start snooping around the building. They're going to find that crack crevice, get inside. And then, you know, once again, they're going to start uh, pooping and peeing and telling those other rodents, Hey, come on in here and join the party. Well, and what other people too don't realize is that rodents can follow warm wind drafts and they mm -hmm. can follow odors. So when you talk about a building that's not sealed up well, whether it's HVAC, plumbing, electrical coming out of the building, whether it's doors, whether it's windows, mice, they don't, they're not really good as far as their vision. They can't see very far. Um, and their vision is also, uh, they're colorblind. So they can't see really well, but they can smell, um, very, very good in compensation for that lack of vision. So you have a building that's not sealed up and it's cooler outside. Well, they're going to go one, one where it's warm and two, where they can smell something that they may want to consume. Well, and they can jump so they can jump a foot at a time. Uh, so, you know, if you've got a ledge where it's a, it's a foot off the ground, they can jump off that. And then if you've got a windowsill or something like that, that's open, they can jump into that. And then, then they're in your home, same with your pantry. So it, it's really not a problem for them getting into places. Oh, definitely. I mean, if you've ever caught a mouse on the run or surprised a, a mouse somewhere and they took off running, I mean, it's impressive how quickly they can scale things. They can climb textured walls. They can climb shelves and um, other objects in your home at, at lightning speed. You know, a lot of times people don't realize they have a mouse and then they see something that they thought was a mouse just because they were so fast and so quick to get away. It just looked like a blur, like in that uh, video that I showed. I mean, even the CCT cam CCTV camera just looks like a blur. Um, so not realizing that you have the problem for an extended amount of time can lead to a very large problem. Hello, and thank you for listening to another edition of the Pesky's Pest Control Podcast with your hosts, Travis and Michael. If you have any questions in reference to what we discussed today, give us a call at 334 595 9055 and you can ask for me travis mcgowan i'll be more than happy to speak with you make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family and subscribe to us on apple amazon spotify and any of the other major streaming platforms thanks and we'll see you next time google pesky's pest control montgomery number one